Hello and welcome to episode 23 news. I'm sitting here with, uh, is it Derek or Dominic or Dan or... It's whatever your dad prefers. So is that Derek? Derek. Yeah, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> he prefers Derek. Yeah, Derek. Derek Manthini. Manthini. Derek Manthini. Derek Manthini. Derek Derica. I like that. Derica. My name's Derica. Derica. <laughs> That's a nice name. <laughs> Romanesque with the uh. You know what I mean? Derica. Derica. It's like a uh. font. I bet it's a font. I'm going to copyright Is that. Is it a serif font, font or a sans serif font? Can't be a, like a half C's. Like a half serif. Half serif? Or if you're a part serif, you're all serif. I've never heard of a half serif <laughs> font in my life. Only on one side of the letter are there. Oh, the, the serif little, and then the other. Yeah, the little. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Derica is a san, a half serif font. Yeah. Half serif font. It's actually my middle name too. Derica half serif font Manthini. Manthini. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Derica. Can we talk about my name a little bit more? Yeah, I don't think um, we fully got what that What is done. the <laughs> etymology of each part of your name? I'm glad you asked. See, D, the, now the, ru- the root, the root or the root. First, I'll talk about the etymology of root and <laughs> let's, root. Let's talk about the pronunciation of root and root. <laughs> first, I'd like to get into the history of comparative etymology <laughs> here, if you don't mind. Just will be a brief segue. For the listeners, he just lowered his glasses to the tip of his mm-hmm. nose to say that last statement. Actually, check out my podcast, Derek uh, Half Serif uh, Manthini dot org. But that's org slash etymology. That's or actually it's dot erg e r g. I'm not quite at the org level yet. Actually, whatever the sound you'd make when you have a heart attack, it's dot <laughs> Just r r r r g h. Just keep typing in more letters until you hit it. You'll yeah. get it, you'll get there eventually. And you'll find me. And then you can listen to my podcast, which is yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually, the real podcast. Actually, I'm going to make a I have been making there's a podcast called Shuffy. I want you to check out. It's 5 H U F F uh capital, capital I. I a sans serif Yeah, I. yeah, and then an E. So it looks just like Shuffle, but it's Shuffy. And it's a just it's just like Shuffle but a little bit better. And I'm not I here. Say. It's, yeah, just, it's just Dominic, it's it's twelve co-hosts and Dominic plays all, all the twelve parts. of them, and the most impressive part is he actually sets up twelve microphones and runs to different ones depending upon the character. He doesn't just sit there and half-ass it. He yep. he dedicates himself. He really leans into his personality disorder. And actually, what makes it, I think, what sets it apart from the typical twelve microphone shtick is that none of the microphones are actually plugged in. There's just one plugged in. <laughs> On the other side of the room, and you just hear me running around you know, to <laughs> yeah, them. You actually can't hear anything he says. If you turn it up really high, you'll hear it. But every, like, five minutes, I have someone clapping into that <laughs> microphone. So then it's like a game. you got to turn it down. So it's a new kind of multimodal thing I'm going for. Shuffy. Each episode is eight hours long. And actually, I prefer the pronunciation five huffy. Because yeah. that, that was kind of the reason That's we did kinda, this split. Because yeah. Jared didn't like five huffles. No. Well, and I should say, each episode is edited down to eight hours long. There's usually 16 to 20 hours of content that we shave. I'm not actually on the podcast, but I'm an executive producer. And if you want to become a premium member, just 500 a year, we can give you a little bit of that bonus. Yeah, just make sure you're shopping at Walmart and supporting Shuffy. You can only buy, you have to buy the password to get onto the website at Walmart. 
It's pretty confusing, but just go to Walmart and ask for sh- just say Shuffy. <laughs> just just go up, go up to the, one of those fine the, blue vested folk yeah. and say Shuffy. Especially like if there's someone in a wheelchair <laughs> handing out stickers at the front entrance, they're the one you want to talk to. Just say Shuffy and hold out your hand <laughs> and just wait for it. Yeah, Shuffy. <laughs> Smile though, for sure. You gotta smile. Well, it's it's Walmart. Yeah, it's Walmart. <laughs> How can you not smile? So I think we got. Re- that's the news, right? That's the big yeah. news. <laughs> I, I think we covered everything. Uh, we got Insane Clown Posse in there. Kanye, yep. Yep. Shkreli. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next. Are <laughs> <laughs> right, are we are you gonna punt it up? You, oh yeah. Wait wait wait. What are you there, shtick again? Uh, every story. Every news bit. Uh, you have to come up with a pun for it. Okay. All right. Let me. I'll try. Are, are you on? Are you? Are you? Are you up for it? I'm up for trying, but if I fail, then we'll edit. We'll probably just have to re- reshoot the whole thing. Yeah. Or I'll, I'll mail I'll you. I'll hit stop and we'll start from the scratch. And yeah. that whole bit we just did, we're about five minutes in. We're gonna have to recite that yeah. verbatim. Or just I'll I'll record myself when I get home on a cassette tape. You're gonna just send me puns. Yeah, and I'll send you those on okay. cassette tape, and then you just hold that. You know, like a Walkman up to up the microphone. To the microphone. Slice it in real smooth like they do in Hollywood. That's how they... That's, <laughs> don't give all of our Hollywood secrets away. <laughs> all right. Derica. What was it? Dominica. Derica. Derica. Come on. <laughs> wow. A very unprofessional. Jeez. All right. ICP News Corner. Let's get into it. So, I see. Please. All right. Done? I guess you got to <laughs> move on. Yeah, that's the game. As soon as I punt, the news bit is over. They got the next story. No, but this is a good one. You've heard about the the recent uh, clown sightings across the country. I have, yeah. Well, one struck very close to home. Yeah, <laughs> potentially very close to home, which caused rioting in the streets, <laughs> allegedly. Uh, so, for, if anyone doesn't know, all over our lovely country, creepy clowns have appeared at night. Uh, harassing people appearing in forests and playgrounds and just yep. being genuinely creepy some people think that it might be some like really obscure guerrilla marketing for the new it remake movie oh, that's coming out soon could be could be or it's just kind of like one person did it and there's a bunch of copycats. Yeah. And I bet half the reportings are false. I'm sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I guess I didn't know this. This happened like back in the 90s too for a while. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, the reason why I found out about this huh. is because finally ICP has come forward with a statement on the killer clown sightings across the country. Violent J, one half of the... The ICP duo recently wrote an op-ed for Time magazine addressing wow. the rash killer clown sightings across the country <laughs> and does his part to fight the unjust discrimination against clowns. Wow. He, uh, I'll post the article if anyone wants to read the full thing. He's actually pretty articulate. I almost question if he wrote it or not. <laughs> um, there's no swear words in it, which is the first giveaway. Damn. But anyway, he claims... Time. He claims that the real killer clowns in our country do not wear grease paint on their oh, face. Oh, I saw this blurb. Yeah, yeah, He says, yeah, yeah, yeah. quote, 
There's a whole army of scary, terrifying, and dangerous clowns out there in this country trying to suppress the rights of thousands of people to exercise the most basic part of the Declaration of Independence, which evokes the freedom to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. From Keystone cop clowns shooting unarmed citizens, to racist clowns burning down Islamic centers, or clowns in the NSA spying on us through our cell phones and laptops, America has turned into something far more terrifying than Insane Clown Posse's Dark Carnival. Which, I guess I gotta give Leave it to, it to him to politicize this. Come <laughs> on, man, there's a real issue here. Clowns, and he just sidesteps it like that. Why won't he tell us the truth? You know, people are saying maybe he's in on it. Actually, that that quote was very annoying because I don't want to like him. But, but he's I, making me want to like him. That's why I find it very irritating. Yeah. Yeah, Fuck very you, irritating. Violent J. Stop <laughs> being such a stand-up guy. <laughs> Piece of shit. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'll post the whole thing in case anyone wants to read it. Let's move on to the Kanye Canoes Kana Corn Corner. Uh, can we not? Yes. Can wait, how do I do it? Kanye we not. Can ye we not? Ye we not. Uh, but yay we did. Yay we did. Speaking of yay, <laughs> I saw yay. Yay! Yeah. Uh, Kanye recently rolled through State College, Pennsylvania, and I attended this concert. Best show of your life? It was definitely a show of my life. <laughs> uh, I, I won't dedicate too much time to it, simply because I've spoken to you about it already, but I will say it was probably the most interesting concert I've ever attended in my life. Interesting. Um, okay. So... I mean, you can compare and contrast this because I saw this, his St. Pablo tour. You saw the Yeezus tour, which yep. I did not. Yep. And the Yeezus tour, from my understanding, was extremely theatrical. Yeah. Huge sets. Yeah. Costume changes, actors, stage characters. Yep. And he held it together that for the first, like, 75 minutes. He did all those songs tons of different yeah until like, uh, jesus came changes. out right yeah and he did it solid all the way through never broke character yeah. now the show i saw was extremely stripped down and minimal if anyone's familiar the saint pablo tour is um he has a 40 foot floating stage that just kind of moves over the audience there's no theatrics no opener no hype man no special guests it's just boom Kanye straight out of the gate and then the show just ends no encore either just huh. in and out now he did play for like two and a half hours straight wow and oh yeah that it's, long Damn. yeah it was Damn. and then um the best way I can describe it are you familiar with the the crane game that you like get stuffed animals in <laughs> yeah. an arcade his setup was kind of like that there's a big square like piece of scaffolding and there's kind of this um hydraulic system that kind of slowly moved his floating stage over the audience kind of like this ufo because there's all these like lights underneath it oh. and he's it's just him on stage and he's like physically leashed to the stage if he, he is strapped in on his back on his shirt there's an industrial sized carabiner with a rope that attaches him to the middle of the stage in case he ever slips off, I assume, because yeah, right. he'd probably break something if he fell off yeah, of it. Yeah, for sure. And I will say, I have never seen a musician win the audience <laughs> over so much for doing so little. Yeah. 
he half-acidly mumbled his way through most of his songs, <laughs> and everyone just fucking went batshit for him. Really? Yeah. The entire... Uh, it was a sold-out crowd. Yeah. The stadium was packed. Everyone was dancing. Everyone lost their shit. That's interesting. So he was low energy, you would say. Yeah. Because he was pretty, like... High energy when he did the Yeezus, at least the first half. He was really into I it. I mean, he barely kind of like... One thing about the life of Pablo, which the majority of the songs were off of, Yeah. he sings slash raps on it so little. The majority of the life of Pablo are guest features and samples and instrumentals. Like, hmm. his lyrical yeah. contribution yeah, to that true. album is very lacking. Yeah, it's true. So there's large portions that, like... There's no live music. None of the guests were there, so it's all pre-recorded. Yeah. So there's just huge periods of time where he's, he's just kind of standing there, and there's a pre-recording playing. <laughs> and then when it does come to him singing, built into the songs are cuts where the audio stops and he points the microphone at the audience and wow. makes them sing for him. So, so he really does nothing. <laughs> even when he sings, he's making the audience sing for him. He's just a rep representative just, for the he song. He won people over. I'm, it was an entertaining show. But he just, like, I've seen musicians pour their heart out on stage, playing the shit out of their instruments, singing, screaming, and the audience doesn't do anything. Yeah. And he barely mumbled a couple words into a microphone, and everyone, like, went batshit. Yeah. Yeah. But. Would it, you go see him again? Yeah, it was entertaining. <laughs> and it was, like, like especially when some of the cuts off of, like, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy came on, like, yeah. Power and all of the lights, like, I lost my shit yeah. just like everyone else. Yeah. So. Especially, like, I would not have paid the hundreds of dollars it was to be down on the floor with everyone. Yeah. But for paying 40 bucks and having the nose bleediest of seats, I had to, I yeah. was entertained. I had yeah. a good time. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. That's good. You gave him some money, man. He lost $5 million. $10 million. $10 million? Yeah. So speaking of that, if, I, if you're talking about what I believe yeah. you're talking about. Wait, but my question is, how was he really that broke if... She was just wearing $10 million. You know what I mean? Yeah. Come on. So what... I was lied to. <laughs> what Derricka is referring yeah. to is uh, during the middle of Kanye's set at the Meadows Music and Arts Festival in New York City, about three-fourths way through his set, he had to cut it short telling the audience, I'm sorry, there's a family emergency. I have to stop the show. His reasoning for leaving the show was that Kim Kardashian West, his wife, was held at gunpoint by two armed men in the luxury Paris residence that she was staying at, and mm -hmm. he found out about it. The men, who wore ski masks and police uniforms, tied Kim up in her bathroom and stole what is roughly to be considered $10 million worth of jewelry from her. Wow. Uh, according to her spokesperson, Kim was badly shaken, but was not was not physically harmed in any way. And then Kanye postponed the next two dates of his show, but then has since picked it back up and is back on tour now. Wow! Damn. Yeah. Damn. So, I, for being whatever was it, fifty-eight million dollars in debt? Yeah. There's another ten million on top of that. Dang! Gotta buy some of those T-shirts for him. <laughs> Gotta buy some Yeezys. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird story. I don't really know what to make of it. I I never really hated Kim Kardashian, nor did I love her. So I'm just kind of <laughs> neutral you know, about neutral it. Neutral about it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I wish it hadn't happened. 
but I have no strong feelings about it. <laughs> I'm not a, yeah. I'm not that upset yeah. that she maybe lost. she had it insured too. You know, I don't know. Also, who needs ten million dollars worth of jewelry? Yeah, wow, that's is my wild. question. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. Oh, Kanye well. will hunt him down. He'll find. It. He'll find it. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg, help me out. <laughs> help me out. Tweet Get my Mark. jewels back. Mark, <laughs> yeah. you gotta help me track these two yeah, dudes down. Please, man, please. And in our last piece of Kanye news, he officially joined Instagram. We've all what? been waiting for oh, it. Oh, wow. Uh, so far, he's only posted one picture, and it is a screenshot from the movie Total Recall, <laughs> the original, not uh, the, the remake. Okay. And it had no caption at all. He just posted a screenshot from the movie. And uh, there was a, uh, a condition for him making this Instagram account. He tweeted... That the one condition is, is no one can ask me or try to tell me what to Instagram. It's my art. Yes, of course. My tweets are a form of contemporary art only comprised by people trying to tell me what to tweet and what not to tweet. (laughs) Non-artists trying to grab the paintbrush. So he'll keep using Instagram as long as none of us tell him what to do. I like that statement. It was almost like he was saying... My art is just simply composed of all the people trying to tell me what to do. That's kind of that alone is the art. Yeah, the art isn't anything I do. True nice. artist. Yeah, true artist. True artist. True artist. All right, let's move on to the Shkreli saga. Shkreli. Um, Martin Shkreli is auctioning off a chance to punch him in the face. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he tweeted, "Quote: I will auction one slap slash." Punched to the face to benefit my friend Mike, who passed away. That's a big difference. Who would take a slap over a punch if you're paying money? Fools. Yeah, see, I, yeah. I don't trust him. He's got to <laughs> well, say yeah. punch. I don't trust him at all. It's got to be a punch. Come on. Mm. Although you can kill someone if you punch him hard enough. So I, I, I'm shocked he's doing it. That's good. Well, let's see if he actually goes through with <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Because, so he said, he's doing it to benefit his friend Mike, who passed away and left behind a young son, a young son who survived cancer, I guess. <laughs> According to Shkreli, bids so far have reached upwards of $78,000. Wow. Alternatively, he is also offering <laughs> the chance if you donate uh, $1,100, you can go have dinner with him. And the stipulations of the punch punch slap (laughs) is that you can film and record it and do whatever you want with the footage. So I I am assuming the the world will see if this actually happens or not. Yeah. Wow. And then in other Shkreli news, he was recently roasted in a Between Two Ferns-esque style interview. Did you see this video? I think so. Yeah, it's not that long, right? No, it's a very short video. It's It's a woman interviewing him, and it, like, starts with, like... Whoever's holding the boom mic like hits him in the head with it, mm-hmm. and then she kind of really takes him to task, and she keeps bringing everything back to uh, his impact on the AIDS community. Yep, and it kind of just really reminds you why we all hate him. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like recently he's been upping his antics, trying to like make it seem like he's kind of this like alt comedy kind of guy. Like I like Magic the Gathering and. Yep rap music but it's yeah, like no yeah, actually yeah. you're still a douchebag underneath yeah it all. this brought it all home again <laughs> I, i'm kind of surprised he agreed to do this yeah because at first it kind of felt like 
it was kind of posed by him because I think the first question she asks him is like, so according to your Twitter account, you get thousands of offers of women to sleep with you every day. And he's like, oh, no, it's more like 10. But yeah, I do get them. Uh, but then like it gets booming to like, so do you actually have friends? So do yes. you actually like interact with any of the people with AIDS that you fuck their lives up? Yeah. And I'll post the video. It, it's kind of, it gets rough, which yeah. he deserves. But yeah. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if he really goes for anything like that again. <laughs> you think he could have just paid money to have a better interview? But yeah, yeah I don't not. know. All right, so since you gave up on this, I found something for the wing hut. Really? Yeah. Really? It's still not wing. Basically, anytime anything Beatles related okay, with Beatles Paul McCartney related. involved, okay, I'll related. throw this in the wing hut. Just because. <laughs> throw it in the wing hut. Throw it in the wing hut. It's a nice phrase. So. <laughs> Hashtag throw it in the wing Just throw it in the wing hood. So Ringo Starr's copy of the Beatles' White Album is officially the most expensive record ever sold to date, according to Guinness Book of World Records. Copy number 0000001 of the Beatles' classic album sold for a whopping $790,000 last year. Wow. To a private bidder. Wow. Uh, The previous record holder was actually an acetate copy of Elvis Presley's first recording purchased by none other than Jack White for the low, low price of $300,000. Wow. Wow, so this shattered the record. Yeah. And Martin Shkreli's accusation of Wu-Tang Clan's Once Upon a Time in Shaolin would have topped it at the whopping $2 million, but Guinness Book of World Records did not consider it because it was never commercially available. Yeah, yeah, it makes so. sense. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, and uh, Ringo has stated, I forget the charity, but all like a majority of the proceeds of that purchase is going to some sort of um, charity of some sort. Don't want to kick it back to the bassist and drummer from Wings. Yeah. Help him out a little bit. A little pension. Yeah. Your favorite musician yeah, whose need, name yeah. you can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. His name was that guy, right? Uh, or what's his face? Paul or? McDirt face. Paul McTrash. <laughs> Paul McGarbage. Was that the dead one or the living one? <laughs> I get it confused. I can't really remember. Which is the one that you like? I'm sticking with I've never seen either of them in person, so I can't confirm they're real. So that's my new theory. So it's like Schrodinger's Paul McCartney. Yeah. He's both dead and alive yeah. until you exactly. look in the box. Exactly. Schrodinger's <laughs> McCartney. Until I look in the wing hut. <laughs> Just never look in the wing hut and you'll Just never, never have to make that hut. call. Yeah. What a life to, what a way to live your life. Never looking in the wing hut. <laughs> Just throw it in the wing hut. Just throw it in the wing hut. You open it, close your (laughs) eyes, and just throw it in the (laughs) wing hut. All right, let's move on to music news. Hey, that's music news. Damn. No, it's not. It's cold. (laughs) All right. I like that. There's wing hut, and then there's music news. Let's be clear. There's Beatles, and then there's music news. It's because Beatles are above the music. Yeah, they're meta music. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Trent Reznor... Atticus Ross and Argentinian film composer Gustavo Santunala Santulalala and Scottish post-rock group Magway have teamed up to score Leonardo DiCaprio's new documentary Before the Flood. You lost me at Leonardo DiCaprio (laughs) documentary. I had you. I was like, whoa! 
Yes, the film is about climate change activism and chronicles DiCaprio's campaign to raise global awareness about the dangers of climate change and his role as a UN ambassador of peace. I mean, yeah, that's good. But um, come on, Leo, we don't want... Just donate your money. Don't take all that money and donate it to, you know, climate, climate change, science, sustainability <laughs> projects, and then have those guys just do like a... A climate change concert and we'll all be happier and then you just go start in some bullshit movie for 18 months and then win an Oscar and everyone wins but I don't want to stop making me feel things about this stuff. is annoying I give this a 0 out of 10 already but the music's pretty no <laughs> don't listen to Dominic you'll be terrible so far Reznor has released one song off the soundtrack that him and Atticus Ross composed and it's good yes okay fine Atticus Ross is a famous Nine Inch Nails collaborator. He helped Trent with pretty much all of their albums since the um, the Fragile. He was basically like the creative engine. Trent, he just kind of went along for the. He's ride. also a member Trent's of. Trent's just the pretty face. How to Destroy Angels. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do Jack. He was all Atticus, yeah. right? Well, and him, Atticus, <laughs> and him are the ones that have been scoring the. Uh... Fuck! Well, I can't think of his name. A girl with a dragon tattoo and the social network. Oh, yeah. Uh, God damn it. He did Fight Club. And seven. To David Fincher. David Fincher. Yeah. Yes. Atticus Ross is Trent's composing buddy for all of those scores, film scores that they've been. They won the Oscar for the social network. Yep. Or the Grammy. Oscar. Oscar, I think. Oscar. Yeah, they won the Oscar. And so they've released one song off of it so far. It's called A Minute to Breathe. It's gorgeous. If I have any Nine Inch Nails fans out there, it kind of sounds a lot like the Nine Inch Nails song. Um, fuck. Do they have a song called Fuck? Yes, they do. <laughs> My mind is going blank right now. So we'll just move on from that. But wait, I do have one question. Is there an official music video to the song and it's just Leonardo DiCaprio making a really smug, yeah. self-righteous face? Yeah. No, actually, there is a music video, but it's just of like a bunch of shots of nature and shit. Nature, nature, yo, <sighs> guy bugs me. Lights in the sky. Okay. It sounds like the Nine Inch Nails song "Lights in the Sky," sort of, but more kind of glitchy. And for anyone who's not Dominic and cares about this documentary, <laughs> it will be premiering on National Geographic on October thirtieth. Okay, fine. I thought it was going to be like a theater, a formal There's theater a, release. It's premiering in like New York and Los Angeles, okay. but that's it. It's not getting like a wide national theater. I like the cost. I just don't like Leonardo DiCaprio. I don't like celebrities. I don't like Caring about Look, shit. This is why I don't. I don't like celebrities thinking that in order for them to care about something, they need to put their personality in it heavily. You know what I mean? It's not, you couldn't just say there's a documentary being made, but it's Leonardo DiCaprio's making, like he has some special visual way. Is he directing it? No, he's, he's the guy with the camera. He's not the director. So he's just funded I it. can't think of the director. Well, okay. He is the star of the documentary. Okay, see that? I don't like, I don't like that. He is, and he is. You the, see his face? The move, well, I mean, I oh, don't. Oh, it's him as UN. I don't know that kinda. much about it, but okay. it, it is him as a UN ambassador oh, of peace okay. trying to spread awareness for climate change. Oh, yeah. Just him and George Clooney. Okay, what would you the rather? What, what would you rather watch? This documentary, 
or Billy Corgan's documentary. Billy about Corgan, definitely Billy Corgan's <laughs> oh, documentary. Shit. Look, because I know climate change. I know. I know. I think about as much of it as I need to know that it's ex- probably the most important issue. It's like ext- and it's insanely bad, and it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And so I don't need to see Leonardo DiCaprio. Who? Ne- <sighs> well, I think the idea is. is Climate change is a big important issue, and Leonardo. And we're gonna sell it with Leonardo DiCaprio's fucking that's what, face. That's what annoys me. Fine, you know what? It's it's hipster to not like it, so I'm gonna out hipster the hipsters. So I'm gonna say I like it. I do like it now. Wow. Fl- the second he said that, the beer he was drinking just turned into a PBR. <laughs> it turned yeah. into a PBR. And my beard just grew in it. <laughs> and it guys a must. It has yeah. an ironic mustache on yep. it too. Exactly. Wow. All right, we'll move on from this. We'll get out of Dominic's grump corner. Uh, the final Leo, three. <laughs> I'm Leo. Ooh, climate change. Are you done? <laughs> Care about it because I do too. Just think about Trent. Yeah. Do it for Trent. I hope he. Mogway's paid... a good post. I hope band. he paid them like a billion dollars. I hope they. I hope they fucking took every. They squeezed every goddamn dime out of Impossible. You know what I mean? I really hope. I hope they didn't do it for free. If they did it for free, I'm going to be very mad. Well, I do know that this documentary premiered at Obama's South by Southwest oh, really? thing that, wow. you yeah. know, that happened on his the yeah, White House South lawn. South by South lawn or something yeah. I think it's called. They yeah. d- like, Leo was there and they premiered the documentary wow. during that little festival thingy. When it was over, did Leo go up to just like... And just have everyone clapping. Yeah, and him and Obama started making out. <laughs> yeah. It was great. All right, next story. No, I'm not done. No, nope, we're <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> the final three. You can talk about it on Shuffy. Yeah, all right. Go to <laughs> Shuffy.org. Right. And hear my rant. Uh, the final three songs that David Bowie ever recorded will be released soon on the um, cast album for Bowie's Lazarus play. So the play starring Michael C. Hall, mm-hmm. there will be an album released of that ensemble performing the songs. And on the second disc of the double album, the last three songs on the second disc will be those three songs that were alluded to way back when. That Yeah. Um, the nice. three songs are called No Plan, Killing a Little Time, and When I Met You. No one's heard them yet. The album will be out October 21st, so we can okay, wow, so hear his nice. last three songs he ever recorded. Nice. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next story. <laughs> this is a good, great story. <laughs> Norwegian black metal band Dark Thrones frontman accidentally was elected to his local town council. Whoa! Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. So, and I apologize for the pronunciation of this guy's name. Gliv Nagel. His stage name is Fenris, so I'm going to call him that. Mm. Is now the backup representative for his local town council in Kolbolten, Norway. <laughs> Fenris discussed how he was involuntarily involuntarily elected to this new political position. He says, quote, basically, they called and asked if I wanted to be on a list of backup representatives. And I said, yeah, thinking I would be like 18th on the list and I wouldn't really have to do anything. <laughs> My campaign was a picture of me holding my cat saying, please don't vote for me. <laughs> but people just went nuts. 
Wow. And after the election, the boss called me and told me that I was the representative and I wasn't too pleased and I'm not too pleased about it. It's boring (laughs) and there's not a lot of money in that either, I can tell you. Yeah. (laughs) Fenris will have to serve as the backup representative for the next four years until his commitment expires. Wow. That's awesome. (laughs) I'm like, you probably shouldn't have camped. Yeah, you posting nothing. about it, you were just begging to be voted yeah. for this. Yeah. I like that. Very ironic yeah. Norwegian constituency. Yeah. I like that. Well, yeah. Nice. We should get more black metal representatives <laughs> yeah. in office. So the record company known as Ozma Records have recently launched a Kickstarter campaign to release the NASA Voyager Golden Record for the first time. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know I this? Saw that. Yeah. Yeah. So in, um, in 1977, NASA launched Voyager 1 and 2 to explore the outer reaches of the cosmos. And attached to each of these space vessels was a 12-inch gold-plated phonograph record that told the story of Earth's history through sounds and images. The record was curated by the late astronomer Carl Sagan, and the records contain music and images from around the world, including Bach, Singhalese percussionists, Chuck Berry, Pan Pipes from the Solomon Islands, Blind Willie Johnson, Laurie Spiegel's electronic version of Kelper's Harmony of the Worlds, spoken greetings in 55 different languages, numerous nature sounds, and more than 100 images encoded in analog. Now, the record company's goal is to release a three LP box set that includes all the music that were on these discs, as well as a hardbound book that includes the images that were recorded analog onto the discs themselves, Mm -hmm. photos of both Voyager 1 and 2 that were then sent back to Earth, essays on it, and more. Um, The Kickstarter runs through October 20th, so you still have time. And if you're worried about it not making its goal, it's already surpassed it. Wow. The goal was $198,000, and so far, as of when I checked the page last, it has so far has a pledge of $1,027,320. Wow. Wow. And I will tell you, if you want an actual physical copy of this, you have to drop $98. Really? That's Jeez. the lowest price to actually get the box. That otherwise, you can spend, le- I think, if you spend 25 bucks, you can get a digital download of it. Hmm. So, Will Leonardo DiCaprio do a documentary about it? Yeah. Because then I'll, then I'll yeah. check it out. Then you'll check it out? Then I'll check it out. <laughs> you jackass. <laughs> All right. If I pay double, will they put Leonardo DiCaprio's face on the... You know, on the They'll vinyl. etch it onto yeah, the vinyl. Etch it on. Yeah, they will. Well, I want him the, smiling with a tear, so I know it's like a, just a, a smug, tear. smug tear. <laughs> if you zoom in on the tear, and it then, says smug on and it. No, if you zoom in, it'll be like, I'm on the right side of history. <laughs> I was in the Revenant, too. <laughs> Which I like. I like him as an actor, too. Titanic? Ooh, love that movie. You just like that because <laughs> you get to see Kate naked. I close my eyes for that. <laughs> Oh, right. I forgot yeah. you're Catholic. Yeah, exactly. Um, Dominic's not Catholic, by the way. Derica is Catholic. Yeah, it's a Catholic name. St. Derica. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Roman or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or Israeli. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sounds all the same right. to him. <laughs> all right. In our final piece of news, the White Stripes have reunited. Uh, sort of. To come together 
to declare their disgust. Disgust. I'm saying it. Basically, Donald Trump used one of their songs in really? one of his promotional ads, and they're disgusted about it. Wow. So they've reunited to declare their disgust of Donald Trump's using Seven Nation Army in one of his promotional videos. <laughs> Jack and Meg White took to the White Stripes Facebook account to denounce the use of their song in a pro-Trump video, stating, quote, Regarding the use of Seven Nation Army in a Donald Trump video, the White Stripes would like to unequivocally state that they have nothing whatsoever to do with this video. They are disgusted by this association and the illegal use of their song. Um, since then, people have took into the internet trying to find this video, which no one can. Yeah. And a representative of the White Stripes legal team have stated, if you can't find the video, that means our lawyers have done their job and the video has since been removed. Wow. But it, it did exist, you think? I, I can't imagine yeah. they would... The White Stripes would actually actively come together to say something had it not actually yeah. happened. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, since then, the duo have released an anti-Trump T-shirt. <laughs> the front of it, which says "Icky Trump." Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Too. Which is a play on their 2007 single "Icky Thump." Yeah. And then on the back of it, there are some lyrics featured from the song: "White Americans, what nothing better to do? Why don't you kick yourself out? You're an immigrant, true. An immigrant too. Who's using who? What should we do? You can't be a pimp and a prostitute too." Which you can pre-order off of Third Man Records' website currently. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's if anyone can bring the White Stripes back together, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald J. Yeah. Trump. Which is why we should all vote for him. <laughs> That's Jared Wanager's Excuse me while I go position. kill myself now. Jared Wanager's on the record <laughs> saying he's a Donald J. Trump fan, not Derricka. Nope. I should edit in like a gunshot sound <laughs> right now. And then you just be like, oh my god, he just fucking shot himself. <laughs> All right, let's round up this news with what we've been listening to lately. I know one thing we've both been listening to is Danny Brown's new record, Atrocity Exhibition. Mm -hmm. What do you think of this record? Uh, first Me. listen, I didn't know what to make of it, and I found his voice off-putting. Very off-putting. But the more I listened to it, it demands to be listened to closely. Honestly, I could like if I just listened to it casually as background noise, it was kind of just irritating my me. But honestly, it it now it, I think it's in the running for best album I've heard this year. In terms of like it actually sounds like something different than anything else I've heard. Almost the level of like Tom Waits. I've it's never just, heard anything. Yeah, like it's just this totally its record. own like vista of music. So yeah, it's it's extremely good. It's it's extremely good. You'll you'll never hear anything like yeah. this. <laughs> and I his voice might not be for everybody, but I think it's interesting in that I've never heard a rapper sound like this yeah. before. Yeah. It's definitely an acquired taste. But the the effort and energy put into the production of this album and the lyrical content yeah. of this album which kind of the general idea of it is kind of how you know, it's kind of a statement on being gr like raised in a society where you're kind of expected to fail as a black male youth yeah and it's like no matter what he does no matter the heights he reaches with his career 
there's still a part of him that is destined to fail in yeah. some way, which the name kind of atrocity, atrocity. exhibition. <laughs> it's like come, come to this curated atrocity yeah. that this country has made. And yeah. Check out the album art for this thing because it's. I will go on record saying best album art of 2016. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, fucking it fits great. the album this very well. Horribly glitched skeleton version of his face. Yeah, it's. It looks like an atrocity. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I gotta say between him and Frank Ocean, they're both like kind of taking genres that are usually like extremely like toxically masculine like very like machismo and being very very like uh emotional and very yeah. like vulnerable and exposed and it's it's very it's well needed at this point finally and maybe people have been doing this before but they both kind of seem like they're on parallel trajectories in that sense oh, definitely. different styles very different styles but very vulnerable and yeah emotional but to tie them together sonically they're both doing this interesting thing where there's no they're taking the emphasis off of beats yeah yeah like on each album i will say there's like one distinct track that has a solid beat on it for frank it's nights yeah for danny brown it's the song really doe yeah featuring kendrick lamar earl sweatshirt and I can't remember the third dude that's featured on it, and I apologize for that. They're both great tracks, but it is odd because hip-hop and R&B have such a rich history yeah, of drum bass. Drum bass, yeah. like, you know, yeah, going drum, way back to, like, yeah. African tribal music. Yeah. The drums are the heart of everything. Yep. And they are... There are still beats, but they're so subtle yep. and mixed low in yeah, the sound. Yeah, they're diffused yeah, throughout it's, the instruments. It's kind yeah. of like this, like huge fuck you almost yeah. or not maybe not fuck you but it's like a revolution it's kind of like we are more than relying on killer beats like yeah. we can stand on our own two legs without relying on something that was essential to the genre prior yeah. so it's, yeah. it's actually kind of really punk rock in some ways yeah if, yeah i mean there might be a better way to say that yeah no but yeah they both yeah are definitely opening up the the kind of availability of other genres i feel like yeah. by not because sometimes i think that that drum beat can kind of just like reduce everything to just oh there's a hip-hop sounding song and now it's like i almost don't have anything to like stand stable ground when i hear it there's like nothing for me to latch on to which sure. i can only compare to like a kind of like listening to like tom waits or other artists like that who yeah. just like defy a genre and you like are constantly like grasping at nothing in a good way yeah in a good in way in a very good yeah. way yeah so yeah Danny Brown I've yeah. I have I've never even like knowingly heard any of his other songs yeah so. the the first time I ever ran into him was actually on uh, Eric Andre skit Oh, where yeah. they were doing a riff on American Ninja Warrior, yeah. where they took a bunch of rappers and made them like run these fucked up obstacles <laughs> while they had to rap at the same time. And that's the first yep. time I ever heard Danny Brown do anything. Yep. <laughs> and then I saw that album art, and I'm like, I have to check this album out. Yeah. And that's what really drew me in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, check it out. I'll post a track off of that. But that wraps up the news segment. So thanks for listening. Check out the real episode if you want. And check out uh, Leonardo Shuffy, DiCaprio. Shuffy.org, where I go deep into Leo's 
own foray into music. Oh yeah, did we did we tell you that uh, Leo is the co-host on Shuffy? On Shuffy, yeah, he's my man. It's really contentious. Yeah, sweet Leo. All right, fuck Leo. <laughs> fuck Leo. Thanks for listening. I bye. like that as an actor too. Hey, what's the? I'm kind of. I don't even know why. Say bye. Yeah, keep it. No, no, just cut it off. It'll be a good effect. All right, here Leonardo we go. Leonardo DiCaprio. See, here's the thing. I like him sometimes I'm as not leading man, off yet. but I don't always like him anytime outside of film or movies. I don't like that. I don't like the activism. I don't dig it. I don't.